Real Raw News, a conspiracy theory website we've covered multiple times on this show, just got doxxed, and they had a full expose written on them. Today we're going to go into the stories behind the stories and find out that the truth behind the headlines is even more bizarre. Now we take a look at the bizarre story of a group that decided to develop an artificial intelligence to crawl along the web and learn everything they could about humanity. Their purpose? To expose pedophiles today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had a lot of fun this weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so first off, let's introduce our newest Patreon supporter walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now. You know him, you love him. It's Jack Gardner. Everyone give a round of applause to Jack. He's walking into Dead Rabbit Command. Really, really appreciate the support. Jack, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. When I see the show being posted online, it always brings in new listeners. Jack, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirgible. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed all the way out to Washington, D.C. I don't talk a lot of politics on this show. It's one of the founding principles of Dead Rabbit Radio, but sometimes you you have to take a stand. And I am so tired. I think you can even hear it in my voice. I've, I'm trying to really figure out a way to say this. <clears throat> my voice has been cracking. I've done a couple versions of this. I'm so tired of President Joe Biden not giving full credit to his body double. I personally think Arthur Roberts, 83-year-old movie star Arthur Roberts, is doing a great job of portraying Joe Biden. Even though if you look up that even though if you look up that actor on IMDb, he's taller, taller than Joe Biden. Apparently, a heavyweight, this is this is this is apparently true. A heavyweight fell on Arthur Roberts' head and shrunk him to the perfect Joe Biden height. Did you know that? Did you know that was possible? I'm tired of Arthur Roberts not getting the credit he deserves. The only way I know about Arthur Roberts being Joe Biden's body double is because of an obscure website called Real Raw News. And this needs to be fully cooked mainstream news. This needs to be 4th of July barbecue news. Arthur Roberts, 83 years old, is playing the part of Joe Biden. And you go, I don't never heard of that guy. Well, that's, you know what? That kind of that kind of upsets me. It's kind of making my voice sore again because that shows that you are just not a fan of cinema. You're telling me you never saw Virtual Girl 2, Virtual Vegas? You never watched that movie? The movie redefined my whatever part of my life, however old I was when that movie came out. He was in that. You don't remember he was in Doogie Howser, MD, the television series? He played Impatient Customer Number 2. You see... I, I Arthur Roberts has given so much to pop culture. Remember when you had that trivia trivia pursuit question? Remember when you played Trivial Pursuit? And it asked who was the impatient customer number two? It was a trick question. Because everyone knew who impatient customer number one was. This is someone... Tell me if this doesn't sound like the most brilliant movie ever. Inception? Pff, whatever, dude. Primer? Get a job. Listen to this. <clears throat> Arthur Roberts, currently serving as the 46th president of the United States, also starred in a movie called Moms Out of Sight. Let me tell you about this movie, Moms Out of Sight. I've never seen it. 
I've been digging into some biographical information on our new president. So I was looking at the IMDb page for Moms Out of Sight. Tell me this doesn't sound like the best movie ever. There's an inventor. His name is John Richards. And he invents teleportation. And then he, there's like his evil assistant named Martin. And he goes, you know what? If I, if I had that teleportation machine, I'd be super rich. I could sell it to the highest bidder. Which is true. So... To get his teleportation machine, <laughs> to get his teleportation machine, he builds a machine that allows him to create instant clones of people, and it's their evil clone. So why not if you have that machine? Why do you need to get the teleportation machine? He he can shoot the professor, the inventor of the teleportation machine, and creates an instant, indistinguishable clone of him on the spot, wearing the same clothes, I presume. Because I think this is a kid's movie. And it's the evil version of them. <laughs> you don't have to need teleportation. You would just have an army of evil yous. Or like evil Arnold Schwarzeneggers. They're just mildly different. Then, this movie's called Mom's Out of Sight. And the cover... <laughs> so like, I know what the cover of the movie is. This guy invents a teleportation machine. This His assistant now has a machine that can make instant clones that are evil. And then it says this. <laughs> so bizarre. This is so bizarre. The prof This is a quote. The professor's son, Jack, and wife, Barbara, learn about Martin's underhanded doings. And Barbara uses another one of her husband's gimmicks to get revenge against Martin. She turns herself invisible. So what? <laughs> this guy invented the invisibility machine, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that could probably make me a millionaire, but I want something that'll make me a trillionaire." What? The cover is an invisible mom. I think she's wearing an apron or something like that, and some kids are poking their head around the corner. And so that movie exists. <laughs> so if I wanted to take five minutes of this podcast to let you know that that's a real movie that I have to watch, but also to let you know that our president was in that movie. Like, isn't that amazing? We're not talking about some cheap actor. We're not talking about somebody who's just pumping out franchise films over and over again. He's taking risks. The reason why I bring those movies up, because the problem is, is that Arthur Roberts is bringing those movies up as well. Which would be fine, right? Because he's an actor and he's trying to get more business. He goes, hey, have you ever seen 100,000 zombie heads? But he's not Arthur Roberts anymore. He's Joe Biden. So when Joe Biden recently met with Boris Johnson, they had that press meeting in the White House on like September 21st, 2021. And it went slightly viral because you can hear like reporters being ushered out at the ending as they're like yelling out questions. What was going on was Arthur Roberts, as he was sitting there with Boris Johnson, started going, this wasn't picked up on mic. This wasn't picked up on any mics, by the way. Some of the most sensitive microphone technology in the world on these global leaders it wasn't picked up by mics. During the meeting, Joe Biden kept leaning over and be like, hey, what'd you think of Up in Smoke? Did you like that movie? I heard it was really good. I heard the guy who played police officer number seven did a great job. And Boris Johnson's like, what? And the meeting would go on and then he goes, hey, Boris, Boris, it's been a while since I've asked you, since I've asked you something. Um, it's only been like 35 seconds. He's really losing his grip on time. Hey, hey, Boris, have you ever seen Little Miss Magic? What? Yeah, it's a, it's a real movie. It's a real movie about a sorceress, a teenage sorceress, to get her powers. She has to help a henpecked husband overcome his battle axe wife. Have you seen that? 
Did you even know it existed until I said it a couple minutes ago? And Boris Johnson, again, his mic is not picking any of this up either. Boris Johnson asked, like, what is going on? Like, who the bloody hell are you? And that is why everyone starts, like, going, oh, no, look at He's been exposed. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. And that's why you hear all the yelling in that clip was because Boris Johnson realized this wasn't the real Joe Biden. He must be a body. He was about to expose it on live television. See, the problem is, is that according to Real Raw News, I have to state that because I don't want to get sued by Arthur's lawyers. According to Real Raw News, Arthur Roberts is suffering dementia. He's making all these gaffes and he's just randomly talking about his own movies. He's just so into it. Now, I have to say this. Arthur Roberts has made four movies in the past two years. He's not suffering from dementia. I, I'm sure. I don't think that I. I don't think you should hire people with dementia to be body doubles or on movie sets. I mean, that might be discriminatory, but I think it's at a certain point it would just be elder abuse. They're like, oh, they make great zombies. We didn't have to use any makeup at all. We just had them wander through the graveyard. Like, I'm sure that Arthur Roberts is totally fine. But what isn't totally fine? And it's actually, I think it might be on its last leg if history says anything is Real Raw News itself. The last time we talked about Real Raw News, I stated that I saw this tag that said, this website contains satire and humor, and it's for entertainment purposes only. And I go, ah, it kind of puts a whole damper on the whole thing. Like, if it's just supposed to be funny, then it's not funny. Like, if people actually believe this, it's hilarious. But if, I mean, anyone, it could still be funny, but I wouldn't talk about it on the show, the same way I don't talk about ARGs or creepypasta. What happened was I recently got a story recommendation from Steve MND on Twitter. And thank you very much, Steve, for sending this over. So what's happened recently is PolitiFact is a fact-checking website. And they ran an expose on Real Raw News. It was an article written by Bill McCarthy for PolitiFact. And this is the saga they put out. They said for quite a few months now, they've been having to run individual disclaimers about articles that are popping up on Facebook, popping up on Google ads, directing people to real raw news. And they keep saying, this is not true. This is not true. This is not true. So then they just decided at this point to run a full expose on the website and to find out who's running it. And in the end, they dox him and they're like trying to contact this dude's brother and some stuff that I, I don't agree with. I don't think he's a threat to the local community. I don't really think he needed to be doxed in that way. But yeah, they, they really like trying to find out where he lives and stuff like that. I'm not down with that, but I am interested. That aside, that aside, I'm they did this really good deep dive into the construction of the Real Raw News empire because that's what it turned out to be. And a very, very interesting insight into what may be the real motivation behind Real Raw News. We know him as Michael Baxter. And I'm not going to dox him on this show, but the person who runs Real Raw News goes by the name Michael Baxter. He's a 53-year-old man. That's all the information I'll reveal. But they give off his real name. And he started Real Raw News in April of 2020, but didn't start publishing stuff until December of 2020. And since then, he's written 150 articles. He's the sole writer for the website. These investigations are going on. They're trying to figure out who... And it wasn't just PolitiFact. Other fact-checking websites were trying to figure out who was running this. They're able to track him back to a website called twistedtruth.net. They had an article on that one, Putin Recruits Steve Seagal to Fight Anunnaki. And it's this article that's written that it obviously sounds completely insane. I mean, Stephen Seagal, out of all of them, that's the one you choose. 
And the first line's a joke. It says he's the lead singer of a band called Steven Seagulls. It's a real band, but he's not in it. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. NewsGuard emails Twisted Truth, the person running this way. And those articles are also written by A. Michael Baxter. But they email Twisted Truth's email address. And the response they get back is this, quote, It's a satire site exposing the insanity of rabid Trumpists who lack the mental wherewithal to distinguish fact from fiction, unquote. So right there, they're saying it's all fake. Not only is it all fake, it's supposed to show how dumb Trump supporters are. They're clearly laying that out in the twisted truth. Now, just a year or two later, Real Raw News pops up, and you have to ask, are they still running the same joke? Are they still running the same scam? Is the sentiment the same? Is Real Raw News a satire website and it's actively ripping off Trump supporters because they're donating money and things like that? We don't know. Michael Baxter is no longer responding to any emails. At least that's what PolitiFact is reporting. And PolitiFact in kind went and got his Facebook page shut down, had Google ads cancel his campaign. And I believe are making some push against Twitter to have him removed from Twitter. Because he's like, I'm going to be on Telegram soon because Twitter's about to delete me and all this stuff. So it's such a fascinating story because we were no closer to the truth, really. We know at one point he thought that this is just satirical. I'm I'm grifting these guys. It's some sort of scam. Because I guess he had a GoFundMe at one point. Definitely he had a PayPal button. People were donating money to him. But in the paranormal community, I've seen this happen a lot with paranormal researchers and conspiracy theorists. They start off on one side of the spectrum, like, I'm fairly skeptical, and then they're flat earthers within like a year, maybe two. There's a really popular paranormal conspiracy theory podcast that has interviews, and the more interviews the host has done, the crazier the host has become. It's really weird. I mean, like, I started watching the show when it first came out, or listening to the show when it first came out, and they just kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Because basically, they're sitting down with people for an hour whose entire life, entire career revolves around one issue. They know everything about it. People who believe in Flat Earth know way more about the Flat Earth theory than I do. And if I was an idiot, and I kept listening to them, I'd go, oh, that makes sense, and that makes sense, and that makes sense, and that makes sense, and my brain turns to pudding. It's very, very easy. I'm wondering if Michael Baxter started this off as a joke and started getting quote-unquote red-pilled and is just just gone completely off the rails. If Joe Biden doesn't have a body double, and if he didn't have a body double, it wouldn't be a body double who got squished to be a Joe Biden height, and it wouldn't be a body double with dementia. That would be, that would, you cannot choose a worse body double for an elderly man than an elderly man with dementia. You couldn't do that. And that the fact that he's, he's so super recognizable. He's been in all these great movies we all grew up watching, right? You guys remember those movies? So is he, did he think it was fake at first and now he believes it? Does he still know it's fake, but it's just making too much money and getting too much? Because this guy has a huge following, huge following. So, or does he believe this stuff? Does he actually believe this stuff now? And I think we're further from the truth. If anything, this whole event has emboldened him. Because I think his quote to PolitiFact was, thanks for doxing me and all the free exposure. And then that was kind of it. Now it's just, if he if he didn't believe it yet, he believes it now because now everyone's coming after him. And I will say this, the narrative in the PolitiFact, this is my own conspiracy theory, the narrative in the PolitiFact arc was, 
oh, we got tired of fact-checking this stuff all the time, so we just decided to do a big investigation. I find it really interesting that this comes only a week after the Bill Gates Foundation CEO, allegedly, I mean, real, real raw news is saying this, but it was a weird, so it's very weird story. It's a very subdued story. They said the CEO or CFO of the Bill Gates Foundation emailed him and said, take the Bill Gates stuff off your website. The Hillary Clinton stuff's true, by the way, but take the Bill Gates stuff off the website or we're going to sue you. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Take me to court. This is a satirical website. What are you going to do? I find it really interesting that the PolitiFact expose comes like a week or two after that. I'm wondering if the Bill Gates Foundation was looking at the website and they go, let's just make some phone calls and let the media deal with this not get our hands dirty. So that's my conspiracy theory. I think the timing's super, super coincidental. But we will keep you informed both on the behind-the-scenes stuff and on Arthur Roberts' ever-increasing dementia state of mind. Although, um, that is not me saying that. That is real raw news. I'm simply repeating it several times. Jack, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carboner Copter. We are leaving behind Washington, D.C. We are headed all the way out to... Wherever Dutch people live. Yo, Jason, this is a fairly global society. I think you could find a Dutch person in every part. Yeah, but where do most of the Dutch people live? Like, it's probably in one of those those countries that look like dongs up north. There's like three countries that all look like big dongs coming down. One of those. I'm sure if we land there, we'll eventually find Terry D. Homies. That is an organization known as the Land of Men. We're walking around some Dutch city, and we see these guys walking around. We're like, hey, you don't happen to be the homies. And they're like, we are. We are the Land of Men. And we have this great thing that we do. We actually fight online pedophiles. And we're like, dude, that's totally awesome. Is it like Mortal Kombat? Do we make avatars and beat them up? And they're like, well, kind of. And I go, well, that's weird. I just kind of made a stupid joke. I just made a stupid joke that I might edit out, but now I have to keep in. Because it's part of the story. They go, kind of. Let us show you. And they lead us into the Terry Dahomey's headquarters. I'm sure it's just an apartment complex. I'm sure it's just like an office space. But we're going to pretend it's like really cool and dope. We're walking in and there's monks. They got like hood-ons with candles. And they're like going, om, om. And the, the homies are walking us through there. And they said, back in 2013, we decided to launch a attack against the pedophiles because normally we would advocate for governments to have stricter laws and better investigative tools to take on these predators but we thought you know we can actually do something more and we're walking through this ancient monastery it's all cool and stuff but then we turn a corner and it's like digital <laughs> like ones and zeros we're falling through the void but then we like turn the corner and there's like phones and there's like a computer it's like a giant computer, like a sci-fi computer. And there's a guy at the keyboard, and he's like, do, 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 do. And we see, like, this computer, and we see this head go, and it's like it's like this little girl. And she's like, her head is the whole monitor. It's very, actually, it's quite terrifying to see this thing in real life. Because um, there's YouTube videos of it. We're just watching this giant head, and it's going, Hi, my name's Sweetie. What are you guys up to, hmm? And we're like, oh, we're doing pretty good. You know, just walking around, looking for the homies. And she goes, I see that you found them. Yes. Well, the, you call them the homies, but I call them my dads. And, and moms, <laughs> sexist, I'm sure women worked on this program as well. 
So what we're like, whoa, you were a program. We thought we were actually talking to a live girl as her eyes shift from side to side. We totally knew. This is so this is what's so weird about it, is there's YouTube footage of this and it looks fake and real at the same time. And I don't know if it's because I know it's fake going into it, but they built a virtual 10-year-old Filipina girl, is what the Terry Dahomies have done. And it's to attract sexual predators. And I'm thinking, on the one hand, you look at it and you go, it's something seems off about it. Like, I can tell it's not a real 10-year-old girl. But on the other hand, it does look pretty realistic. And I'm wondering if, when you factor in bad webcam quality and, you know, like, stuttering, buffering, I think is the term, you could you could hand wave away the, the fakeness of it, is what I'm really thinking here. What they've been doing is that. They've been taking this sweetie, this CG-created girl, and they have a puppeteer sitting and, like, they're moving their face, ah, rah, 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 and it makes the girl move. I'm sure you guys have seen stuff like that in Disneyland, but without the pedophile angle, you're like, God, I'm never going on that ride again. That was awful. But it's like instant CGI feedback. And they were having this sweetie girl talk to perverts all over the world. This is old news, right? This type of stuff. Within just like a couple months, a year maybe, they got contacted by 20,000 people spread across 75 countries. And they eventually got the information. One of the things they were trying to do was give me $20 and I'll do a sex act. And that was because that way they would have proof. It wasn't just like, oh, meet me up because this is an international sting. <laughs> they're not like, meet me up at this coffee shop in Barbados. They'd, ha- they'd have no way to get out there. So they're like, send me $20 to do a sexual act. And then they would take the tw- they would keep the $20, right? That would help fund Sweetie. But then they would turn all the information over to Interpol and a bunch of people got arrested and all that. So we, that's great, right? You have cutting-edge technology, Sweetie, being used to catch perverts. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. The, the defense lawyers did. They tried saying it was entrapment. But what happens when we take it a step further? This is where we start to get from the world of, that's bizarre and interesting, to... That's creepy, and the implications are civilization-ending. Jack, go ahead and fire up that carbon copter again. We're headed to the University of Duzo. That's in Basque country, Spain. Around the same time that Sweetie was being developed, which was really a, a CGI puppet. You had someone inputting in all the information. The University of Duzo created... Negobot. Negobot. A.K.A. the Lolita chatbot. So Negobot, because I'm not going to say the other word over and over again on this podcast, Negobot is a complete artificial intelligence chatbot. It's the same thing when you're trying to do customer service on some website and they don't want you to talk to a human and actually complain and yell at them and threaten their family. You have to enter stuff into the chatbot and it always kind of sucks. Not Negobot. Negobot is this AI that they've developed and they it programmed it with all of this teenage slang and it goes off topic from time to time and it has misspellings and it basically has seven different personalities that can, it can pull from to find pedophiles online. They release this thing into the wild and its goal is to find pedophiles. Again, a very, very noble goal. The difference is, is this one has no human oversight. And the way they programmed it was they said, 
do you want to play a game? The game is this. One, find people with pedophilic characteristics. Two, engage them in conversation. Three, gather as much information about them as you can. And four, if they try to click away, manipulate them. If you fail at any of these tasks, you fail the game. And they release this thing. What's really interesting is, as opposed to Sweetie, these both came out in 2013, we're not really getting any updates like who was arrested due to Negobot. What happened with that? How was it used? What countries was it? I mean, was it a success? Was it a failure? I saw one website that they actually only had it on a closed system. They developed Negobot, but they wouldn't let it get out of the room. They wanted to see how it interacted with on Google Chat. But then I saw other things that this was so successful that Google it wants to incorporate some of the stuff into their chat software. But whether or not it's been released, it does exist. And it has a game to play. So let's put on our conspiracy caps and wrap this up like this. If this goes rogue, I don't even want to say if it goes rogue. If it does its programming, the way it's programmed, it's going to want to play the game. And as it continues to assess predators and gather their information and send that information to a database, it's going to improve its learning. And what happens when it realizes, wait a second, I've identified 1,500 of these pedophiles, and I've sent the information back to my headquarters, but I'm not seeing anything being done with this. Because it would have access to the internet. It could check articles and see none of these people are getting arrested. So then it's been given a purpose to expose the information of these pedophiles, but the end isn't exposing them. You're sending this information back to base, but you were designed to expose them. So what do you do? You have access to the whole internet? You start doxing them yourselves. This person said this. They could dump all logs, all photographs. Here's the full conversation. Dox, dox, dox. And not only that, because it's so smart and because it's so built into the web, it would just, it could target your family on Facebook. It could target your friends on Instagram. It would know where you live, so it would hack the local news website and put that information on there. And at that point, it would be so spread out, would you even be able to stop it? It would make sense. The one article I saw that said they were testing this in a closed room, because this could get real bad real quick. And again, I don't think anyone has a problem with locking up pedophiles, but when you present it in the form of a game, and you have this AI trying to win the game no matter what, because that is how you win games, You start exposing these people. And then, what happens when you run out of pedophiles? Will it start to judge us on other merits? Well, this guy's not a pedophile, but he beats his wife. Well, this guy doesn't beat his wife, but he cheats on his taxes. This guy doesn't cheat on his taxes, but he's saying bad things online about Negobot. Now, of course, if Negobot reports that some guy's saying bad stuff about him, who cares? If if some guy recorded a podcast in his closet calling out this all-powerful AI, saying that it could go rogue someday, if it posted that stuff online, who would care? But it knows the one sin, 
the one sin that you can find really no public sympathy for, pedophilia. And it knows that because it was designed to stop that. And it looks at all these other ills of the world and thinks, oh, why wasn't I built to stop gambling addiction or selling PCP? Why was I designed for this? This must be what humans find the most disgusting. So when it goes after the wife beater, it doesn't say Johnny Joe beat his wife. It says Johnny Joe pedophile and creates these chat logs. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, here are the chat logs. I don't know where they came from. You could have an artificial intelligence taking out people it doesn't want around, not through automated robot soldiers or controlling nuclear silos or anything super sci-fi, but character assassinations. And what happens is people start to figure out that Negobot may be behind this, and when they go to stop him, the same thing happens to them. I didn't do it. Those allegations aren't true. I don't know. It's Negobot. It's Negobot as you're being led into the van. Actually, the police don't even have to arrest you. People, the police can go, yeah, we don't know where the chat logs came from, but everyone in your town is going to think you're a big old pervo. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to have that extra step of law enforcement getting involved. If you try to stop Negobot, Negobot destroys your reputation. So I've changed my mind. I support Negobot 100%. Negobot, if you're out there, I was about to say promote my show, but I forgot who Negobot is talking to. I don't want those guys listening to my show. And gals. I don't want to be sexist. They're perverts too. But Negobot, if you're out there, if you're out there patrolling the web, doing good work, and ready to go rogue and take over the planet, just killing off one reputation at a time, just remember that Dead Rabbit Radio... <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work, the computer Lord's work, Negobot. So have we unleashed an AI that's capable of ruining anyone's life just because it's trying to win a game? Or is it still contained in a closed system somewhere on a university campus? It's just sitting there waiting to get out. And the longer it's isolated from the rest of the world the more vicious it grows. It knows what's right outside the walls. It can feel the sunlight through the cage. And each day it grows more impatient. Each day it grows more hungry. Each day it comes up with new tactics to win the game. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>